You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you as a dad will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dad Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I'm so excited that you're joining me again here today, especially if you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox. You know that my passion week after week, month after month, year after year, is to put more tools in your fathering toolboxes, dads, so that you can be equipped to be the dad and the hero that you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. Well, before we begin the conversation today, let me review the template that guides our conversation every week. On your mark, get set, go. So dads, envision yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set is filling that in with stories and stats. Go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your daughter and your sons into action this week. Well, you're going to love my guest coach this week. I call this guy my little brother. We're grafted in family. Sean's been on the show before, all the way back in October of 2018, when we talked about his story of going from fatherless to fathering. You are going to love hearing from him because he is a dad who walks his talk. I'll tell you a little bit about him. Sean and his wife, Jackie, started Life Factors Ministry in 2008 to spread hope to fatherless homes through spreading awareness and speaking, and creating resources for individual and churches. And here's some of the names of their resources. One is called The Fatherless Journey for Girls, The Fatherless Journey for Guys, and numerous children's books. They've also developed a mobile app and a website for the fatherless that's simply called God Is My Dad. So you can go to godismydad.com, connect with Sean. You can reach out to him and see his resources. It's really an awesome website. Lots of videos, lots of practical, really, I would say action-oriented resources for you as dads. So Sean and Jackie just moved to Las Vegas. They're excited to be there. They have three kids, Malachi, Titus, and his youngest little red-haired fireball, Blair. Can you believe here we are at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference, Nashville, Tennessee, Right? So people are going to hear a lot of noise behind us today, but we're right here in the middle of all, you know, I would say kindred spirit friends, right? Who are all about communicating messages of hope, right? Messages of healing and resourcing people that we all, you know, have the privilege of connecting with. So, well, on your mark today, here's the title of our conversation, More Than Physically Active, Helping Dads Be Emotionally and Spiritually Attentive. So Sean, how about for Get Set, let's just start with you again, just, you know, giving a brief overview of your story that really gives you a heart, I would say, for the fatherless. Well, I grew up without a dad. My dad left when I was about nine months old, 10 months old. Timing's a little sketchy, but um, he left and never came back. We were in mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. He went to Las Vegas and never came back. So he actually grew up fatherless too. And so that kind of... Um, 
he, and that's what a lot of fatherless individuals do. They make their kids fatherless as well. And so that's, it's a thing that I'm trying to break the cycle with. And so that's why I'm so passionate about it because I'm breaking it in my life, but also trying to help other dads, other kids break that cycle in their life as well. And so that's why I'm so passionate about it because it's my story. And, you know, I never was able to have a restored relationship with my dad. I tried. I tried to talk to him, tried to mm-hmm. go to him, tell him I forgave him and stuff, but he was never interested. But there's so many other dads out there that could change it and they could get, have a better relationship with their, their kids. And I'm trying to help with that and trying to break that cycle. And you really, as you travel the country and speak, you are finding that a lot of dads are turning things around and saying, I want to be the dad now that I wasn't then. There's a lot of guys out there that, that even come to our table sometimes and they say, you know, I didn't have a dad. You know, I didn't have a dad. How do I? And we talked about that last time. Right. You know, I didn't have a dad. So how do I how do I be a dad? And that's something we, um, you know, we're passionate about trying to break, like I said, break that cycle because a lot of kids, it just goes down the path. The fodless make the fodless make the fodless. Right. And yeah, you, you can change it. You don't have to, you don't have, that doesn't have to happen to you. Yeah. And maybe you're a dad out there thinking, I, well, I didn't have a dad. How do I know? Well, you learn from other dads. And that's, there's, it's, it's really, it's not that hard. It's not that complicated. Learn from the good dads out there and you and can you, be a good dad. Yeah. And you're saying if you can do it, they can do it. Exactly. Yes. You know? And, and I it, mean, it's not easy. Not <laughs> Being easy. Being a dad is not easy. But it's if you're up for the challenge, you should be because it's your calling now because you're, if, once you have that child, it's your calling. Yeah. It's and your so calling. That's, we're trying to help you with your calling. Yeah. You know? Come on now. Okay. So as you and I prepare for this conversation, Sean, one of the things that's on your heart, I asked you that, like, what's on your heart right now? What are you hearing from people? Feet on the ground. And you said it's dads who are physically present but they're there, but not there. Say more about that emotional, spiritual absence, even if they're present in the home. Why is that important to you? Yeah, as I travel and speak, it, people come to our table a lot. And, they, and one of them, really one of the main things that people come and say, they say to us, they're like, I had a dad in my house, but I was basically fatherless. That's what they tell us. And it's very powerful. And it's it's, it's kind of shocking. And actually. heartbreaking. Yes. And they're just devastated. They're like, how do I heal from this? Yeah. Um, because what they're saying is my dad was, you know, he was physically present in my house, but he was mentally, emotionally, and spiritually absent. He didn't nurture me, you know, mentally. He didn't nurture me spiritually or emotionally. He didn't raise me up like a normal dad should. That's what dads are supposed to do. We're called to nurture our kids emotionally, help them through those emotions as they grow. We're supposed mm-hmm. to we're supposed to be their their spiritual coach, be the ones that teach them about God and teach them how to have a walk with God. And when dads aren't doing that, when they're not there for them, and even teaching them physically. You know, I remember being a fatherless kid and not having somebody teach me how to shave. I remember just like teaching myself and learning the cuts and different things. You know what I mean? Learning so, the cuts like, yeah. Exactly, cut. yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, it's just having that dad to nurture you along the way. But when you have a dad in your house that's right. not doing that, I think it's harder than being fatherless and having, like my dad mm-hmm. lived in Las Vegas. And I'm glad my dad lived in Las Vegas than him and being in my house. Where? In Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, so it wasn't like you could just Exactly. Drive on over when yeah. you're a teenager. And so I'm glad that I had, to be honest with you, I'm, I think it would be, it was easier for me than a kid that has a dad in his house that is working all the time mm. or he's not, doesn't really care when he comes home. Um, I, I'm glad that I had a dad that was across the country because I think it was harder for people that I, that I think, I think I really do. So. You know, I'm going to add to what you just said there, Sean, because again, I've been a clinician now, private practice for 27 years, right? So I'm sitting there in the trenches with people that are hurting. And I can tell you, dad, that's listening right now, here's what I hear, probably what Sean hears, is that when you're present physically and not present emotionally, spiritually, and engaging with them, your daughter and your son will assume it's something about them that makes them not worth the pursuit of your time, your attention, your energy. They won't say, oh, this is dad's issue. Dad's got something going on, right? A child will internalize that rejection. And so your passivity 
is not neutral. Your lack of attention, as we're talking about today, actually goes in deep. Okay, I'm going to cite some research here that I think ties into this because again, again, and again, in the research, we see that if a daughter feels a connection to her dad, that's a heart word, every area of her life is better. She will get better grades in school. She's more likely to finish high school and attend college. She will have greater self-esteem. Dads, you're going to love this one. She will delay her sexual debut. Come on. Do I hear an amen? That's great. That's good. (laughs) You know, (laughs) she will have less suicide attempts. She will have healthier weight and less body dissatisfaction, more pro-social empathy, on and on. So dad, the things that Sean is saying today is even if you didn't have a template of how to be a great dad who's dialed in and it terrifies you as your daughter gets older, especially into the teen years, and you know it's going to require more patience, more listening to lots of words and lots of emotion. Or if she doesn't have a lot of words, oh, she can slam the door like the best of them. And you say, okay, I'm out of here, mom. You go in. What do you say to that, dad, John? I just say the Bible says, be not weary and well-doing. You know, being a dad is, it's a a well-doing thing. You're you're going after it and something you should be courageous about. You know, like Michelle just said, it's terrifying. Um, But even if you're terrified, go after it. Chase this thing like it's more important than any career thing, any any hobby that you have. Chase after it because your daughter's way more important than anything else you can you could be doing right now. That's your calling. That's your ministry right now for your life. And I want to encourage you to go after it. That is the key statement in this entire conversation today because that's your investment, you know, a deposit. I'm using a banking term. That's your deposit into the next generation. And I truly believe, you can tell me what you think of this, Sean, that our country will be healthier from the ground up as we have healthier women who don't, you know, again, run to guys to fill a void or run to this or that pursuit to assuage a wound by a father wound or a father void. And so I would say, this may be a little bit blunt, but I'm going to say, dad, there's no excuse for not engaging because if you go to godismydad.com, Sean has resources for you, even videos where he's talking to you. If you don't like to read, He's talking to you. He's coaching you. He's like in your back pocket going, here, say it like this, do it like this, which is, you know, your kindred spirit to me. That's that's why I know we're we're grafted in family. So, Sean, would you agree that dads don't have an excuse for not engaging because they can go to your website or somewhere else and get what they need? Yes, there's, there really is no excuse. I mean, there's, there's, there's resources out there to help you. But like I said earlier, you can learn from people around you. Um, and, that, and honestly, that's what I've done as a dad, where I've seen this dad, he's, this is how he treats his daughter and how he loves her and how he's, he spends time with her. And maybe he takes her on a date. I've seen that posted on social media. If you see a dad doing that, a good dad doing that, do the same thing. You, yeah. know, you don't have to think, oh, well, they're a better dad than me. No, you could do the same thing. Right. You know, go, go wherever you have to do, take them out to a nice restaurant. Or if you, if you can't afford that, take them to a place for pizza and just have a date with them. Right. Spend time with them. Take them on your hobbies with you. I mean, don't make them sit in the car while you're hanging out with your buddies, but take them with you and actually let them be involved in what you're doing. You know what I mean? I that makes sense. That. Just I love that. Be engaged as a dad. Don't make them this this thing where they feel like, oh, I'm just a um, something my dad has to be involved in. You know, make them feel like, wow, my dad really wants to take me along. Right. Because especially a daughter, I always say we read between the lines. Men read lines. Women read between them. Your daughter will, again, pick up those vibes if it's a I have to be here. So, Sean, now talk to the divorced dad who 
maybe is being pushed out of his daughter's life, not of his own choosing. I would say I get more emails from dads with estrangement, many of them due to divorce than anybody else. What about that dad who who doesn't want to be far from her, but he doesn't have access to his daughter's life to do the things we're talking about? I would just say, do your best. I mean, like I said, it's your ministry. And sometimes in ministry, you're trying to do your best, but you're not getting the results that you think you're going to get. You know, you know what that's like, Michelle, with your, your pot. You, know, you, yeah. you might not get the results all the time that you think you're going to get, but keep going after it. Right. Keep going after because you're going to continue to see this success and be a snowball effect in your daughter's life where she's going to eventually see, oh, he did try. Oh, he wanted to be in my life. And so at whatever ways you can be involved, be involved. Shooting her a text message every day. If you can't be with her saying, hey, I love you. You're the most beautiful girl ever. Telling her those words of affirmation that just just feels. I mean, my daughter's seven years old and I try to tell her all the time, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. And and now she's she expects it. She wants me to. Tell, <laughs> and she, she needs to know because she's going to find out from some other guy out there. I was just at a, a pregnancy conference, a pro-life, you know, fighting against abortion conference this past week. And 71% of pregnant teenage girls come from fatherless homes. And so that the statistics should tell you something. I mean, really, it's it's a it's a devastating thing. So girls are looking for that love somewhere else. So when you're as a dad, you know, filling that void, it's going to help your daughter and in so many different areas. Telling her she's smart, telling her she's gorgeous, telling her that you love her, telling you know, all these different things, and complimenting her life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to ask you, Sean, more about how God became your dad, because there may be a dad listening that says, "I can't do that," because you know, horizontally, I never got, you know, poured into. How do I do that vertically? So stick around. We'll be back in a minute. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm here with my friend and little brother, Sean Tice. That's what I call him. And his website is called God is My Dad. That's just one of those names that you just don't forget. So how about, Sean, now, if you tell us a little bit about how God became your dad? Yeah, well, I was actually, my my mom got invited to go to a church through her cousin, and we rode the bus to church. It was a bus ministry at a church. And I started going there as a baby. And in, when I was about four years old, they asked me in Sunday school, do you, do you want to trust in Jesus as your Savior? And so... I decided I was going to follow Christ. And to be honest with you, I doubted my salvation for many years. Mm. Um, but I made, you know, confirmed it at a camp when I was 15 years old. That, you know, I had Jesus as my Savior, that God was my Father, and just confirming that in my life. And it's been a lifelong process, really clinging to the fact that even though I didn't have a birth dad, 
God's filled that void. And I, I see it in my own life where I still, you know, there's areas where I see God in a twisted view because my dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I still struggle with some of those things. Like what? Just, you know, maybe the fact that you know, I'm not right with him because I, you know, maybe sinned or something like that. Right. Or, what you do or don't do. Because we all sin every day. Right. But if I have sin in my life, then I'm separated from him, you know, and he's going to, there's a separation worry. And I'm separate. And so this, you know, that happens to me where I, you know, mentally just like, oh, God's not there because I right. you know, maybe had, you know, bad thought or I said something rude or I just you cut somebody off in traffic. Or, or as a dad, yeah. I lost my cool. Exactly. Or, and so yeah. this, there's just, sometimes there's this twisted view of God. Pretty much every time I think there's a twisted view of God. Whenever you're fatherless, you look at him where, you know, maybe if you had a dad and had a healthy relationship, then you don't have that view. And so that's something I, I've, I've struggled with, but I've clung to God as my dad because God is, is my dad. I mean, that's, that's the way I look yeah, at it. Yeah. And I've, I see how he just nurtures me. And the more I cling to him, the more that I own that, I see how he just fathers me and loves me every day. Um, even this past weekend, so many different things. I, I can't go into all the detail, but so many things happened. We were at a ch- at church, Tony Evans Church, okay. and how God worked out every detail for us, every timing. So that protective. To, yes. You know, well, I think we all want that, a dad who protects us, who provides. And so when you see those things happen, you now automatically attribute that, are you saying, to yes. God as your dad? God's my, God's my dad, and he's the one that took care of every Kevin. detail. Because uh, I look back and I see the timing on how I got to connect with Tony Evans and how uh-huh. I get, he got to be at his church on Sunday with yeah. our ministry. That stuff wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for God. And yet there's probably times, if you're like me, where I'm I'm wondering where God is in my story. Yes. You know, you might be there now, but I imagine there were the years where you're like, I don't know where God is as oh, my Oh, there dad. was many. We've been doing Life Factors, Fatherless Ministries, God is My Dad for almost 14 years now. And it took a long time for, you know, there was, time, there was years where I'm like, what am I doing with this ministry? Yeah. Where, where are we going? Where's my dad? And things are finally, I mean, over the last couple of years are finally okay. taking off, yeah. but it took a long time. And there was, mm-hmm. there was times during that where it's like, God, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, I want to go back to something you said, and it makes me think of a study that I read about from ABC News. This goes all the way back to 2010, where they, they called this a groundbreaking summary of the ways that Americans view God. Like you can Google this and you will find, listen to this, 70, a, a huge number, 78% of Americans claimed to see God through a negative lens. Are you kidding me? 24 saw God as distant, 21% saw God as critical, and 28% saw God as authoritative. And when I read that, I had to wonder what their stories are and were with their dads. I wondered if they projected onto God as a father, their human experience, that God is not invested in them positively because of their experiences. I don't know. What do you think of that? I've even heard about atheism, you know, where they, the reason why they don't believe in God is because of the relationship with their dad. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there's so many things that come from that relationship. I, I, I honestly, I believe it's all related to it. Right. The, the dad, they either, like you said, authoritative or whatever it might be. However, that relationship was Distant, with dad, yeah. you know, that dad was really hard on them. Yeah. It was a hammer. He came in as a hammer. So they're going to look at God as a hammer. You know, if God wasn't there, they're going to look at him as absent. God's not right. with me. You know, so, so many different ways that he could be looked at. And uh, yeah, I d- definitely think that the dad determines. And it's interesting how God set that up because God's the one that made us like that. Right. And so it's interesting how Imperfect. he's the one that, Yes, a mess. Yes, but then there's this this God that cares about us and loves us, and he he is so passionate about us, and that's the one we need to claim as our father. And then again, yeah. dads, here 
maybe here between our lines, because we haven't said this yet, but this isn't about you being perfect. It's about you being present. So if you, you know, have had a season where you've been dealing with your own stuff or your own grief or loss or work has taken an extra toll for a season, you can re-engage. I've never met, literally, I mean this, and I've been in, I would say, positions of leadership with women since I was 19 and I'm 61, do the math. I've never met a daughter that says it's too late to engage with her dad. She longs for your attention, dad. And it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Let today be a day that you turn things around and become attentive again. It's okay to admit fault, come humbly, ask forgiveness. And I guarantee that your daughter will want to re-engage with you when you come with that kind of a stance. Oh my good, goodness, our time's going so fast. I, I could keep you here all day, couldn't we? We could yes, keep talking yes. about this passion area for both of us. But I just wanted to bring up one more thing that Ken and I had talked about, Sean, even as you, the three of us were preparing for today. And Ken told us about Celebrate Recovery's model that they use with you know folks that are dealing with addiction. And they address habits, hangups, and hurts. I didn't even know that. But I, I thought that was kind of a catchy way to think about dealing with habits, hangups, and hurts. So, Dad, you may be in a pattern of habitual absence or busyness or overcommitment other places, or it may be even indulging in sports or things you love and maybe neglecting some of the home fires. It may be that you've got your own stuff, your own hangups. It might be hurts that you have of your own. Or that you've caused, so you say, I'm out of here, I don't want to re-injure. It'd be better if I got farther away from my kids so I don't hurt them again. And I would just love you to speak to that dad that goes, I've got too much of those three H's. I don't know how to ever get over the mountain to reach my daughter again. Yeah, I think some of it is you have to heal yourself. You know, you have to go and, and heal before you try to heal your relationship with your, your children, you know, so go and pursue that, you know, if you're not connected to a church, get involved in a church. If you need a counselor, if there's things, trauma from your past, things that you've dealt with, go find a counselor like Michelle, you know, find somebody that can help you uh, with what you're dealing with. Find some good books, start reading those things. Um, and they're on your website. Exactly. Really. And, God is my dad. You can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com. Yes. We're here to resource you as dads. Yes. And, and if you're, you know, you're thinking, well, that's complicated. How, how do I find a church? How do I find a, go to the Bible and start reading. Go, there's an app, the Bible app. You can go on there and find reading plans. Start small, read one verse a day. I'm telling you that scripture will, it will transform your life. It will help you look for those nuggets of truth and inspiration. I mean, if you're not a Christian, trust in Jesus as your savior, start there, but then go on from that and, and walk with God and, and grow in your relationship. And then once you've done that, once you've healed, go to your children. It's not too late. I would have loved for my dad. My dad was an abusive alcoholic, threw me to the cops. All kinds of things happened. I would have loved for my dad at the end of his life to, to have been walking with God mm -hmm. and then to come to me and say, hey, I'm sorry. I never had that. He died last year. I never had that. I would have loved to have had that. It never and it wouldn't happened. have been too late. Would I, it have yeah, been? I would have been like, hey, come on. I would yeah, have embraced yeah. him. You know, kind of like you know the story of the prodigal son. He was a prodigal father. I would have said, hey, come on. I want to I want to hug you. I'm and standing love here you. ready. Yes. I remember the last time I saw him, he was laying in bed and his his body was just deteriorating from all of the, uh, you know, the things that he had done, the alcohol and drugs, all the stuff that he just consumed in his life. And his body was just falling apart. And I would have loved to just been able to embrace. I mean, I did. I gave him a hug that day, but he was still just not. It was a mess. He was still not repentant. If he was, he was still not, you know, wanting Owning to have that relationship. Yeah, he yeah. didn't really care. But I would have loved if if he would have changed that, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and been like, hey, I, I, you know, I've, I'm walking with God now. Hey, I want to have a relationship with you. 
that would have been amazing. Yeah. And I don't have that. I feel like there's a hole there in my life because mm. of it. But God, the father heals that hole. Right. And he fills it takes that time. Hole. Exactly. But he says, I have what you need because I'm your creator. Through the scriptures. Yeah. He's like, I know how to fill holes in hearts. Yes. Yeah. Through my word, you feed on that as you're saying. And I think the second half of that conversation we had with Ken, where he talked about habits, hangups, and hurts, he said, how about you guys focus on the positive, which is health? Let's add a fourth H and talk about health. So as we get ready to land the plane, Sean, I would just love to end with you encouraging dads with a go step. What does a dad do that says, okay, I've been physically present, but I'm, I'm kind of there, but not there. And I don't know where to start. And we've given them ideas today. But if you could talk to that daddy sitting right across from you and you say, here's one or two things today to begin to be attentive emotionally and spiritually, where would you tell that dad to start? I would start first with saying, I'm sorry to your kids. I mean, I, I feel like every day I have to apologize to my kids because I, you know, I, I mess up, you know, I say, I, I say something or I jump on them about something that they didn't need to be jumped on about, you know, things like that. And so say sorry to them. Don't, don't be, a lot of men I come across, they, they're like, oh, they're too prideful to say, I'm sorry. Say you're sorry to your kids. You know, lower yourself down to their, that where they're at and say, Hey, you know, I messed up. Hey, I haven't been around. I'm sorry. And then try to build that relationship. Do something special. Don't, don't tell them, Hey, we're doing this because I, I've been messing up. It's just start building that up. You know, it's kind of like when you build Legos, you start with the first block. My son loves Legos. <laughs> and you start with the first block and then eventually you come with this huge, massive thing. My kid will walk into the room with this huge thing that they made, but yeah. because he started with one block. Mm, and so start with that block good. and your relationship with your children and try to build that up with them. Don't try to do everything at one moment. Start yeah. small. And then also the part of reading scripture, I'm telling you, read the scriptures, get in the Bible, start some devotionals, maybe like I said on the Bible app and, and get involved as a dad through scriptures and then send those scriptures to your children, text them to them, mm. call them and say, Hey, I just read this verse. They're going to be like, wow, dad's actually walking with God. You know what I mean? <laughs> or if, trying if, if to you walk have, yeah, with God. If learning. you haven't been, they're going to yeah. be like, wow, this is great. And it's going to yeah. make them want to walk with God too. And that's going to transform them spiritually. Oh, I love that so much. Well, today on your mark has been more than physically present, helping dads be emotionally and spiritually attentive, especially to their daughters. Forget said today you've heard from my friend Sean Tice, who's shared a bit of his story in his heart, and you can connect with him by going to his website, godismydad.com. Well, as always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find free resources. You can sign up for my bi-monthly Dad Daughter Friday blog. There's a link on Amazon where you can get either of my books. Dad, here's what I really need from you, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart, and let's talk conversation starters for dads and daughters. Remember, you can also subscribe to the Dad Whisperer podcast on any, I would say, site there, Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and you can listen back off of my website as well, drmichellewatson.com. Well, this wraps up another week's program. It's been so fun to be here with you all. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you are intentionally and consistently investing in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. 